You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Davey Eyeballs. He is Rick Von Dick. He is promo code Ron Von D. All hail the King of Ginger Ale. It's Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? I'm having a wonderful, wonderful Monday, Richard. How are you? I stayed inside today. It was a hot smart, one. Smart guy. Oh, it was a hot one out there. It was a hot one. It's a good thing we we're talking about the weather right off the bat. You right know out I mean? of the chute. Clearly, we have a lot more to get to. The lowest form of communication. Talking hot about the weather. Hot enough for you? Yeah. <laughs> That's still basically all I talk to my neighbors about. I don't have much more than that. Have you seen that? It's always sunny when they move to the suburbs. And they go crazy. They yeah. go fucking nuts. Of course, they go absolutely crazy. <laughs> Ryan, you know what I'm having? And not to step on, on your no, uh, please. side of the street here. Mm-hmm. I've had, I got a little blaze of black cherry from Wild Bill Soda. Yep. You know what I decided to do? What'd you get in it? Tequila. Really? People probably are thinking, Richie, you nuts. But I'm a fiend for tequila. Much you are like a fiend I'm a for fiend tequila. for mojitos. And I, I did it with the rum. I enjoyed it with the rum. But I said, mm-hmm. you know what? Let me just try it. I got a little hankering. And I tried it. And it's great. And you know what I could probably do? I could probably squeeze a lime in it. I was going to say add a little I lime should've. to it. Yeah. To the Tequils O'Neal's. Nothing goes better than with the Tequils <laughs> O'Neal's than uh, a little bit of lime. You know, Tequils so. O'Neal's. Terrible <laughs> at the free throw line, but a dominant force. Dominant uh, force. Just yeah. about everywhere else. Yeah. Unbl- unblockable. 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 So, mm-hmm. One of the 10 greatest players of all time, probably. I got into a... a a vicious argument, not vicious. It wasn't vicious, but like a, a, a student and I oh. were discussing. He said, first of all, he came out swinging and said that the Pittsburgh Steelers are a better franchise than the New England Patriots. Wrong. It's wrong. That's wrong. And I said, look, you can have opinions, but you right. can also be wrong. That's just categorically false. In this case, you'd be dead wrong. Yes. And then he also said that Shaquille O'Neal is a better basketball player than Kobe Bryant. I think that one's actually closer than you might think. And he, I, it, listening to him, it was, but like straight up skill wise basket. He said a better, not more championships, not more all star. Well, he had less, cha- he had less championships, but he, he said Kobe wouldn't have won without Shaq. I don't believe that. And Kobe, like, Kobe did win without Shaq. That's what I said. <laughs> He he won then he's like, then he backtracked it and said he wouldn't he won have won twice as many. without him. Yeah, I don't want to get it. We're, this isn't a sports show. We're, it's not we're, a sports show. I do enough. You do that for a living. You, yeah, day, but I, but. I could do talk about basketball debates all day long. Shaq won <laughs> one without Kobe. Kobe yes. won two without Shaq. Now Shaq was the three-time Finals MVP. But go look at those Kobe numbers. There were nothing to sneeze at. And doesn't Shaq? Wasn't he the league MVP more than Kobe? Nope. They was both that? were only once. Both which only is actually surprising because that is surprising. Both, both are like all-time great players, but. They played at a time where, you know, Garnett would get it, Duncan would get it, you know, whatever whatever, other guys would sort of jump in there. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, Ryan, let's get to the the news. Please. Uh, please. And what it's going to be, it's going to be the news that is not from the topic du jour because it's sort of a whole newsy kind of episode. Right. But this is stuff that's not from there. Here we go. You're hearing the uh, the sounds this time. Yeah, I'm hearing it. Yeah. Okay, because last yeah. week I know that we weren't. Say we had a, we had a, we screwed that up. Big Classic yeah. snafu last week. I don't know what the hell happened, but here here we are. Ryan, let's start with this. I don't know how familiar you are with uh, barstool sports. Um, I was once a barstool fan. I yeah. I like some of the stuff that they have on their Instagram, but I would say I might go on their website once a month. Yeah, you know, I honestly don't frequent the website mm-hmm. a ton anymore, but. Like, especially being from New England, like, we've followed them from the very beginning. In fact, yep. a friend of the podcast, Uncle Buck, 
is like an OG Barstool writer. You know, you got to go all the way back to the the early days of Barstool. And there was a six-month period, Richard, where I worked for a paper called the Boston Phoenix, which was was a free paper in Boston, and I sold ads for them. Um, And I remember having a conversation. Like, this is when Barstool was, like, handing out. Oh yeah, copies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would they would do. You remember the old Phoenix, like um, yeah, the thing like the free paper. Barstool yeah. would put their shit on top of all like the Boston Phoenix. They they would just do stuff like that. And I remember like losing advertisers to Barstool. Yeah, of course. Because they would like undercut us. Like so, they were like undercutters. Nothing. And, Tom Green, they're yeah. undercutters. <laughs> yeah, and so like they, I remember reading Barstool and thinking it was funny like back then. And you I know, think whether and, then, and and whether and whether you like them or not, I think now they're so big that it, mm-hmm. it would be impossible to either like all of it or hate all of it. Like it's there's just so much of it right, now, right? And like we've seen them kind of grow from literally the the papers and handing mm-hmm. out papers, and then it was just like a handful of writers, and it was like sports, gambling, and like smoke shows. Like that's kind of what they did. That's how yep. they got on the map, I think. With you mm-hmm. know hot girls from different colleges and stuff like that but now they're just like a, they're next level they're like an absolute juggernaut their podcasts are so goddamn popular you got to give them credit like they're they, they're a machine base absolute is, machine and and not to even speak ill of their podcast but no no joke if we slapped a barstool logo on dork on mac and goo pop culture pile driver change my mod pod we would all be like top 50 podcasts. 10 like, times the followers. Easy. They just, just by setting oh, a easy. Like they, easy. They, They've done a great job. They have a loyal fan base mm-hmm. and, and all of that. But there was a big of a, a hullabaloo from this past week as yep. Dave Portnoy, El Prez, mm-hmm. uh, had a sit-down interview with President Donald Trump. And yep. so we can get to I, – I watched that. That was on tw- – at least what was on Twitter. I don't know if there was yeah, more was, of it. But I, yeah. I watched that. There was like three parts on Twitter. And then – Big Cat, who of course part of Pardon My Take, he mm-hmm. ran the bar school barstool Chicago for a while. Hilarious dude. He also has like a serious satellite radio show. Yep. And on the radio show, he was like really pissed that this happened, and even more so that he wasn't filled in. He wasn't in the loop. He found out yeah. that Prez was going to be interviewing Trump on Twitter, like you or I would would find out, and not a guy that's like sort of at the top of Barstool. So he was mainly pissed about that they tweeted out i didn't listen to their show i don't have serious but he tweeted out or barstool radio tweeted out a 10 minute clip of big cat really just being upset about what happened criticizing the interview saying that there there was no tough questions basically suggesting that barstool was being used by the president with the election coming up and knowing that they need sort of get some young uh voters out there for him and was criticizing portnoy for one not telling him but also just going there and kind of just lobbing softballs at them. Well, I think this, you know, I think it's hard to put my finger on, but like this helps Trump immensely because now think of like, I think of like the barstool, the young, the the young man who reads barstool is undoubtedly right leaning. I, I think Perhaps. I think that's I'm 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 generalizing, but I would say the right. vast I mean, majority of the audience so, is they like, have so many people that are into right. them that it's not all that, but sure, there are definitely some. And I Big Cat's I guess his his problem too is the same thing that you and I run into. Like people, I don't know, like it happens to me, so I can only assume that it happens to you more than we care to admit. Like people constantly want to engage us in politics. And yeah, our I mean. stance and our stance has always been what what uh Cats is thing. Yeah. What his thing was is like, people don't come to listen to Dork Podcast or Barstool to listen to politics. Like that's not why you're here. Yeah. Like if you want to talk to me about politics, I'd be more than happy to talk to you. But like not now, you know, not when I'm talking about fucking Comic Con. Well, right. You know? I, th- I feel like it's an escape, and that's why I've I've run into issues on the sports show because yeah. it becomes so politicized. And part of that is Trump calling out guys who take a knee, calling out stuff, mm-hmm. and then like you can't help but talk about it. And I right. remember one time I was like, I even said on the air, I'm like, I am not into politics. And I remember my boss being like, you can't say that. I'm like, well, why not? Like, I, yeah, I don't, I'm not into it. And I, even I understand when, when you have to talk about it. I feel like on this right. podcast, we never have to talk about no. it. And Other we choose not to. We, and we, you and I have had the discussion where we just don't, we don't do it. Not so because we don't feel strongly. Just, if, yeah. So I also think that a, a lot of people who listen to Barstool podcasts or follow Barstool are also probably undecided. They might just mm-hmm. find themselves in the like, I don't really know who I'm going to vote for. So I could be easily kind of swayed in that department. And 
So I thought it made a lot of sense for the president's people to reach out to Barstool. But if you're Barstool, do you turn down interviewing the president? Even well, that's as it. I mean, but I, I would be very, I don't know. My, my gut says no. I, my gut says if you were like, do you want to, I would be like, no, I don't want to do it. So my gut says yes. I would mm-hmm. interview everybody. Now, if what you got was, hey, we'd love you to have the president on, and here are five questions that you need to ask him. I would say no. That's not no. an interview. That is mm-hmm. just that is a advertisement for you. Right. And you are you just take it somewhere else. I'm not going to give you my audience or you know in this case their audience. But if they say ask them whatever you want, I think you 100% do the interview. I think you have to. I've I've maintained this and I've disagreed with people that I've worked with in the past. If Donald Trump wanted to do the show, I would say yes. If Joe Biden wanted to do the show, I'd say yes. If OJ Simpson wanted to do the show, I would say yes. I would say absolutely. I think if, you kind of have if to. If you can ask your own questions, if you are allowed to do your job. Right. If you're not, then then it's you shouldn't interview anybody if they tell you what questions to ask. It's pointless. It's pointless. You should you shouldn't have them on. But if you can ask your own, and I think Big Cat was upset because uh there was a couple times where Prez was just really lobbing softballs and did not have a follow-up. For example, there was a question, regardless of how you feel about it, again, yeah. me and David don't care. I don't care how you feel about it. But he asked them. Kind of a good question. He's like, you don't like players kneeling before sports games. They're trying to peacefully protest. If you don't like that, what would you want them to do? Yeah. And Trump gave a three-minute answer, or I'm sorry, a three-minute response without an answer. Without answering it. And then Portnoy just went on to the next thing. It would have been a great time to follow up with, okay, with that said, what do you want them to do? Like, ask it again because he never answered it. And so and that's, this is like a linguistic thing that he does right. where he like, and it, I mean, a lot of people do, and it's, this it's is completely unpartisan, but like an answer. Yeah. He just goes around. He never actually says any that, of us do it. If there's a question yeah, that Davey yeah. asked me right now that I didn't want to answer, I wouldn't just go dead air. I would probably go like, blah, 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 well, let's blah, blah, go, blah. let's take it back to this. And you would kind of steer me <laughs> yeah, away yeah. from the actual yeah. question. Yeah. Um, but I think I would love to do more interviews on, on the dork podcast. I think, yeah. Uh, we can get maybe get people from this these worlds that we talk about, get them in, even if it doesn't matter. Like just have them in and just yeah. interview them because I like asking people questions and having a conversation. That said, you know, I I so much of what I, I've come to like not like about Barstool is it's again, it was like this this uh, lovable rogues of these these guys who were like doing this kind of like questionable stuff, but they were doing it on their own terms. Now it just seems like so much of it is just like Portnoy's ego yeah a and bit. a lot of it is like yeah. like the day trader stuff and like you know how much money i have and like mm-hmm. and he, he's earned it he deserves it but like yeah he's got he's, he's, he, i don't i'm just tired of hearing of it i'm just trying to hear about it you know no and i'm sure you're not alone too and i just yeah. think i overall agreed with a lot of what big cat said although there were a few times where i don't think he came across great and i think it happens especially when you are kind of like emotionally responding to somebody you might not choose the exact right things to say no like he at one point said you know he was he was upset that they were doing this and he's like you know because when people think of barstool they think of portnoy and they think of me and i was like that may be true but like KFC has been there a long ass time. KFC right. represented the New York brand. The New York market. Yeah. KFC like may not have as many Twitter followers as you do, but like there's a lot of people that work at Barstool. And yeah. like for him to be like, they think of me and they think of him. I was like, that's not great. He also made a comment about how politics are serious. And he's like, we're a comedy website and a comedy podcast. And politics is real. You can't joke about politics. Well, look at the did the Daily Show. Look at Ali. Last week tonight. How about Ali G? Look at Ali G. John like, Oliver, at, you, Colbert, yeah. Stewart. Like you, I mean, yeah. that's wrong. That's not that's wrong. It's that's again. That's that's as we were talking about. Yeah, you know, and he kept the Steelers going, being better than the Patriots. That's just fundamentally wrong. wrong. And he also wrong. he yeah. also he also kept going back to his contract where he was like, I signed a contract in December where they said I was a key contributor, and I'm like. I don't know how much of a role, that, like what that means. Yeah, like I'm a key contributor to this podcast, but I don't work for <laughs> EEI. You know what I mean? Like, right. So, like, does that mean like they <laughs> run every interview by you? Like, I don't know. And maybe that's maybe they had prior to this one, and that's why he has a little bit more of a beef. But isn't that sort of a weird one? Like, if like, oh, I'm a key contributor. It's like, all right, but they weren't asking you to do the interview. No, no. Like, and I like I I sort of see both sides because I don't think. I don't think Dave should have turned it down. I just think he should have had more follow-ups. And I think Big Cat's right kind of being like, 
they're kind of using us, you know, kind of. And I think I think this is a it's you want that vote. I mean, that's the vote yeah. of that's the young vote. I mean, that's that's right. an important piece of an election year. And he, and they even brought it up. It's like, you know, we're 100 days out from an election like uh, you're going to try to appeal to as many people as you can. And what what yeah, website about that. has such a great reach? And in Barstool, is it like right. you said, I mean, all of their podcasts are in the top 50 of everything, you know, and it, it's a great idea. Whoever's like running who's Trump's team. It was a great idea by them. Totally mm-hmm. great idea because you're not going to have this guy come in and just like he's there and he's he's happy to be there. So he's not going to fuck it up like he's going to. Yeah ask softball questions and and right. take some pictures and put it on the site and everyone's happy, you know? So, right. You got millions and millions of views. Right. So again, right. it's not like necessarily a bad thing, but it, no. was, it was interesting. And I think, I know uh big cat was back on the air today. And I think he was saying that they had talked and there's no like bad, bad beef, but long story short, if anybody at that uh, website company, what company mm-hmm. wanted to leave, it'd be big cat and PFT. Like they could, they could go anywhere. Like Spotify oh, sure. would sign them. Sure. ESPN would sign them. I mean, shit. I mean, they, they, like you said, they were playing a, like an eight year old video game for like 14,000 people on Twitch. <laughs> it's true. Like, it's true. crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Like they can yeah. do anything. They're it's super great. popular. Yeah. yeah. And no they're doubt. super funny and super talented. So yeah, I, don't, I like, like those guys. No, I do. Yeah. I, 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 again, I, I thought he came across bad in a couple of things, but overall, I think those guys are super talented. Like I think they're just, they're good. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go to the, have you seen the rental came out? I haven't seen, I, I saw the trailer, but I didn't know it came out like this. You put yeah. it on the thing. I didn't even know it was out. Yeah. So that is pretty crazy. The rental is, uh, Jay, uh Dave Franco is the director and mm-hmm. then Alison Brie is in it. And apparently it's like a straightforward horror movie. I haven't seen it yet, but it came out like video on demand and like stuff like that. So, so it's like an Airbnb thing. It's kind of like, what's that movie with, uh, the, the, Oh, silence oh. Or the one with the uh with the, the girl she was playing she's deaf dead silence oh dead no you're thinking of hush hush that's what i'm thinking of yeah well so yeah so basically it's like a group of four they go to a place and then they're like there's a guy he's like a creep and then right. it's like a whole thing so i think it's like pretty like run of the mill but the reviews i read was pretty good yeah so. i'm into i'm into it yeah we'll sure. so ryan this week obviously was san diego comic-con which we will get to but they are also apparently there's a fan-driven thing called justice con because people are so excited for the Zack Snyder Justice League movie, and I don't know why. I don't, I don't know get why. It. I, I don't get it. They showed it. They showed a scene of uh, Superman in like the black suit. But like, uh, we posted that at Dork Podcast. Like, okay, fine. I'd seen that before. Yeah, I feel like I'd seen it. Like people were going bananas. Like, oh, Superman in the black. Like, yeah. I feel like I saw that scene. Am I nuts with the water uh, with like the T Rex water thing? I think we saw that, but I don't think they panned all the way up. I think we just saw the You just suit. heard his voice. I don't, I don't believe we knew like I mean we assumed it was Superman. I don't think we saw that it was Superman. Does it matter? I don't understand the love for this. And it's gonna come out it's not even coming out this year, it's coming out next year. And so Zack Snyder speaking to like this on this panel yeah. was talking about Joss Whedon's Justice League and all the footage that he he shot, right? Right. And he said he but, wasn't gonna use any of Whedon's no, footage. Yeah, this is the quote. Yeah, because they were asking him, like, are you going to use any any of Whedon's Justice League footage for the Snyder Cut? Yeah. He said, quote, I would destroy the movie. I would set it on fire before I use a single frame that I did not photograph. That is a fucking hard fact. I would literally blow that fucking thing up. Okay. Who's what? Like, who is it? Like, why does he think this movie is going to be so great? And like that we're so like we're just dying to see it. And is it really going to be that much better than no, Whedon no. Justice League? Like, it, like the, having whatever, Joss Whedon filmed a handful of scenes. Like he filmed that, the whole Batman sequence was Joss Whedon. You yeah, can there's tell. There's a couple of scenes you can definitely tell. And there's there's rough edges. So you could tell. Like it would be like if someone, some random person wrote two chapters of someone else's book. You know, like it, you right, would right, know right, immediately. Right. But that doesn't change the other like two hours. Like he he directed Batman v Superman. That was all you. You directed the whole you. goddamn thing. That was your Everyone, shot. And people, it was trash. Hand that shit. Trash. Trash movie. Yeah. Like, so I don't, I don't know why we think this one's going to be. So I, much I didn't mind Man of Steel, but like, yeah. a lot of people didn't like that movie either. Yeah. Hey, do you want some casting news, Ryan? More than anything in the world, Rich. Good, because I have some for you. It yeah. looks like Haley Steinfeld. Yeah. Is going to play Kate Bishop in Hawkeye. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. She's a perfect fit yeah. for that role. Um, I love Kate Bishop. 
I, I love that character as like kind of like a younger protege and then be, actually becomes the new Hawkeye. Um, she is one of the young Avengers along yeah. with um, oh, Cassie um, Lang. Cassie Lang. Sorry. Yeah. yeah that, so um, that that's going to be cool. And, and I hope, I guess the idea is that they, they bring these characters into the MCU. Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, create and the she's, new wave. she's kind of a top notch talent too. She's a yeah. young kid. Um, and I think she's, there's a lot of room to kind of grow there. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. And, and the good. stories of her and I, I think Renner's going to be involved, right? Yeah, Renner's involved. Yeah. yeah. So I think he's going to be in and out and it's kind of like the, so I think it's going to be, um, uh, yeah. So I think that's going to be like a, a super cool series that, um, that Disney plus puts out and hopefully they get a little edge to it, but you know, we'll I don't see. know how much edge there'll be, but they got end game on and they got people cutting people's heads off. They do have Endgame on, and they're putting and they like, got, the X Men movies on there now. And but the Mandalorian's, movie, right? yeah. Mandalorian that, had some moments. Had some moments. That's fine. Yeah, X Men Apocalypse is on there. If you want to give that a give that a go, again. you know what? You know what drives me nuts is every promo shot that they have, like the 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 poster for that movie is Olivia Munn. I love Olivia Munn. I think she's super funny, super talented. But she was in that movie for five minutes. Yeah, and she's all over. Like Psylocke was supposed to. Like I thought she was going to be like I a main. Be good. Yeah, and she was in it for five minutes. Uh, nothing. Like, there. I understand. Nothing yeah. There. Right, a couple of serious picks of the pod this week. A couple of big yeah. time legends uh, we have lost: Regis Philbin at the age of eighty eight, and John Saxon at the age of eighty three. Saxon, of course, from uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street, and uh, Regis. And one of the things that came out about Regis, not only was he just an incredible host, a great personality, yeah. but as many people talked about him being with. Dave Letterman was some of the best stuff ever. And it was really, I forget who pointed this out, but he's like, it was the one guest that you could tell Letterman enjoyed having him on. Yeah. Everybody else, it almost felt like at times Letterman, it was more like, ugh, it was like, it was a job to have these yeah. people on, but he enjoyed the company of Regis and Regis was the man. I loved Regis. I love, so that my favorite Regis Philbin moment was the, and so I think I retweeted it, that the, the guy who was on, who wants to be a millionaire who used the only time he used the lifeline was to was, call his dad to tell him he won a million dollars. He was the first winner of that show. And that show was the, so popular. That he was, was the, first the winner. Yeah. best moment, best game show moment I've ever seen mm -hmm. in my life. I, I thought that was the most badass thing in the world. It still that is cool. to this day. That's a, oh my He's God. He's like, yeah. I, I don't really need you on this one. I'm just, I just called to tell you I won a million dollars. Like badass. So cool. Badass. Yeah. People, people suggested that that was fake. What do you think? Uh, I think a, a lot of those, um, yeah, a lot of those, uh, old game shows i think they were like a little bit staged you know uh, but, yeah um could be and johnson wasn't john saxon wasn't he in enter the dragon wasn't yes he, he, he was yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, oh, yeah when he was younger he was in that yeah so a couple of a couple of legends a couple lost. Of legends there man that's the news that i got ryan we get ready to get to uh, your news yeah let's do it it's time for davy's video game minute even if it takes more than a minute All right, what do you got? So I got, I have a lot. I actually have a lot of stuff. It's good. I got a lot of stuff I want to talk about, Richard. But first and foremost, as always, the Davies Video Game Minute is brought to you by the wonderful people at Wild Bill Soda. Um, Rich is enjoying a, a a wonderful black cherry right now with a little bit of tequila's O'Neils in it. Uh, mm -hmm. The teas are out. The teas are fantastic. I got my first box of them this week, and they just released that they're coming out with four more flavors. Richard, come on. They got sarsaparilla. sarsaparilla. They got birch beer. They got grape soda. And? and motherfucking ginger ale is coming back in cans. You can get that if you guys have uh, our Ron Von D on uh, wildbillsoda.com. You get yourself a little discount. Uh, and there's more products coming too on the way. Uh, but make sure you guys go check them out. They are veteran owned, veteran operated. Um, it's a great company with a great cause. So make sure you go to wildbillsoda.com and check that out. Now, we get a lot to talk about on the video game minute. It's going to be more than a minute. All right. Now, Hideo Kojima, you know him from Metal Gear, you know him from the playable trailer, which was supposed to be a Silent Hill movie. He's now saying he wants to work with a guy named Junji Ito, who is a manga artist who deals directly in horror. I've looked at some of this guy's stuff. This guy is creepy. If these two were, if anything was like, did you play the playable trailer, the Silent Hill, like PT or whatever it was called? Yes, I actually did. Holy did smokes. Yeah, yeah. Like if, yeah. if they can even touch that. Because I know Kojima wants to make a horror movie, and he's been talking about it forever. So hopefully we get this done. Death Stranding was a dump. I did 
I did actually play a little bit of it. Did you hated really? It. Hated it. Well, it was on sale. It was on sale for like okay. 10 bucks, so I bought yeah, it. Yeah, it didn't look great. Um, the beta access for the new Avengers game is going to be available on 8-7, on August 7th. Well, that's coming so right up. Pre- so if you pre-ordered the game, you can get uh, get in on the beta. And they're doing their next War Table this week, so they, I think they're going to talk directly about the beta and what you can do and all of that stuff so be on the be on the lookout for that uh, i started playing an indie game called carrion which you watched a little bit of this game is it's basically like the thing but you get to play as the thing oh that was nuts that was um it looked almost like a symbiote type of yeah. deal like carnage so, venom type yeah. Of, so yeah. you uh you break out of a lab you know and you're doing like um you are the monster, basically. So you're eating all the scientists and stuff like that. And you're growing bigger. It's it's actually a really cool game. It took me like seven hours to beat it. Um, really quick, but like a nice, really cool game. It's one of my, right now, it's one of my better games of the year. I would say put it in the top 10 this year. Okay, uh, It's really good. So oh, cool. moving on to AAA games, I watched the Xbox launch event. Yeah, this did not uh, get great reviews. No. And like, here's the problem. Halo looked good. Not great. Okay. They added a grappling hook, whatever, right? Fine, great. The game looked fine. Half the other half of the games I can already play. Like they were like, oh, we're remastering this game and it's going to be available. Like I can already play. I can play the game on my PC right now. Yeah, and with better graphics than are on the Xbox Series X. Like I don't need to wait for that. The thing I saw on Twitter was a bunch of people were saying they're like, after watching the Xbox release, uh, like press conference. Sony has just raised the cost of PS5 by 100 bucks. And that I I said in a tweet I'm like the only thing I learned from Xbox launch thing buy a PlayStation. Like that's yeah. is in terms of exclusives. So you had half the games that like I can already play. The other new titles that they released one I didn't want to play them. They didn't look that interesting and two they didn't show any gameplay. It was just mm. like in-game engine which means nothing. It just means that like they can play like a trailer from the game like doesn't really mean anything. So right. yeah. Uh, to that end, uh, Ghost of Tsushima is now the fastest, shell- fastest selling title for a PlayStation exclusive. It sold 2.4 million copies in three days. Wow. It is an explosion. This game it looks is inc- cool. It looks it's amazing. Per- it's, a, yeah. it's damn near perfect. I mean, I say Last of Us 2 and Ghost are two completely different games for two right. completely different players. So it's kind of apples and oranges to me. Okay. Both of them are like neck and neck for like my game of the year. Like they're so, so good. Um, a game that's coming out tomorrow that I'm really excited about, uh, Skate XL. Um, it's a really cool, like indie skate game. That's going to, it looks like skate four kind of, um, but the controls are really cool. Where like the left stick is your left foot. The right stick is your right foot. So you can actually like do tricks, like by move, like manipulating it that way. Um, it's super fun. Um, I hope it's really good. Uh, that drops tomorrow. Uh, there's a new Paper Mario for the Switch crowd that came out that's getting pretty good reviews. I haven't played it yet. I will play it. I haven't played it yet. Um, I'm going to bring back the Streamer of the Week. Streamer uh, of the Week? The Streamer of the Week. A streamer that I watch. Chris Scheim. Chris Scheim. I think I said Chris Scheim. I think I said Arcus, the guy who plays Ninja. He's the world record holder for Ninja Gaiden. I oh, watch yeah, that yeah, kid all did. the time. Yeah, you mentioned um, The guy who um, he's his, he goes by the Mexican Runner. He is actually the world record holder for Cuphead, and oh, he wow. does he speed runs a, he speed runs like any game you throw at him. He's doing bat. He's done. I've seen him do Battletoads. Cuphead, he actually, Cuphead is crazy. He, Cuphead fun to watch. He beat Cuphead without getting hit. Come on, like I don't understand. I don't understand it's gonna be, how like, that happens. It's got to be sorcery. It, it black is. Magic. And, and the thing that I love about him is he he speaks in English. He's from Mexico, but he speaks in English during his, but until he gets pissed off. And then it's just like a string of Mexican, like Spanish swears. Oh, that's pretty good. But I love, I love it. I need like, you know, like some speed runners are kind of like, Oh, that sucks. Like he just gets fired up. He gets fired up. Oh yeah. And if you ask like, stupid really questions, like, like while energy. he's in the middle of something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's, he's a lot of energy. Like that's um, going to cost and, me. And yeah, I was like, Oh geez. So I have a problem. Uh Oh, and I'm going to say this, you know, we're family friendly podcast right we we I don't like really like we to are but i'm just gonna come out and say this fuck joe rogan there i said with joe rogan i have a problem with joe rogan not great i have a huge problem with joe rogan not now, great i don't know if you read the news joe rogan is talking to i did see this he's talking to somebody on his podcast one of his yeah. three-hour marathon podcasts about whatever and he starts talking about video games and he's his idea is that like you could play video games for three years and video games, they're fun, but they get you nowhere, right? 
and he immediately goes to like jujitsu and right. how jujitsu is better than video games. Now, here's the issue I have. This all came from a conversation where he said that he wasn't going to do the announcing for UFC 4, the, the UFC video game. Okay. Right? Here's my issue. Once you sign a contract for $100 million, you don't have to do the UFC voiceover anymore. No. But video games were fine when they were paying your fucking bills, right? When you had a T1 line put in your house because you were a competitive Quake player, that were, they were fine then, right? But now you're Oprah for middle-aged guys and you have like a, a, a sleeve, you have arm sleeve tattoos and a shaved head, do jujitsu. So now all of a sudden you're too cool for fucking video games. He's very popular. He's very popular, Ryan. I understand and that. But I like, I think he, I don't think he realized, like, I'm surprised because Rogan seems like a guy who has a, a, a wealth of knowledge or yeah. at least, or at least thinks that he does. Like he, he talks about a lot of different topics. Yeah. And if he said 20 years ago, Video games can only take you so far. Like you, you sit down, you play a video game, and then that's just kind of it. You know, it's a way to sort of entertain yourself, but like that's kind of all it does. Does he know how much money like Ninja makes or Doctor Disrespect or Tim the Tapman? Well, he does. And he's like, guys? he does, but he's like, well, that's only like the the you know the top you know however many. But nah, like, it's, but like it's the a thing bunch, is, like, you were a comedian, like you know right. that like not every comedian who does comedy is going to do like a Netflix special or HBO special. Like you were successful in that. Like, you know, like the type of hard work and Ninja for as much shit as I give him, put it perfectly. He's like, yeah, it's weird that like, it's weird now that like people watch me play video games and they say like, well, you know, you can just play video games on your own. And he's like, I could go throw a football around my backyard. That doesn't mean I play on Sunday. Right. You know, like, so there's no, like video games are still fun for most of us. It's just fun. It's just entertainment. That's all it is. But I think what he's missing out and the, and the, the example that he also brought up when he was talking about jujitsu and he's like, what you could do is like, you get yourself a gym and then you train, you get good enough at it. Yeah. Right, right. First of all, crazy, right? That like, okay, you get good enough at it and now you open up a gym. Not that's not easy by the that's way. Not, but dude, pe- how but people many do fucking it. bullshit karate studios are out there right now. But then he's like, but then his point, he was like, then what you do is you get a bunch of people to pay you money to train them. What is Twitch? That's exactly what Twitch is. He just they get people to pay them he, to entertain them and, and to learn. watch them play video games and learn video games and learn like alert, and that's that's the thing. Like just because you do laying down karate doesn't mean like you're better than someone who plays video games. It both yeah, of them are weird. hobbies. Both of them are worth your time. You One's know, I, a lot safer. Who are you? And who are you? Because because all of a sudden, like you stopped doing comedy and started shooting deer with a bow and arrow and eating its meat. Like all yeah. of a sudden, you're some like alpha. Like fuck you, dude. Like again, like this was fine. This was fine when you were paying your bills with this, making money being an UFC announcer. Now you don't have to, so now you get to shit on it. Yeah, come on, it's weird. Like come on, it's it's fuck out of my face, Joe Rogan. Bizarre, it's bizarre. Yeah. Uh, Anything else in the uh, video game minute? No. Okay. Ryan, you ready for the topic du jour? It better not be Joe Rogan. I'll tell you that. Well, I'm glad you asked. It is the virtual San Diego Comic Con, which was a <laughs> the first thing day. from Joe Rogan we can get. <laughs> this is the this is the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, and this was one of those things where a week or so ago I was like, "Hey, we'll do an episode on San Diego Comic Con," and then the five days it started on like a Wednesday afternoon, I want to say, and then ran through the weekend. And as it was going on, I was like, "Well, we said we were going to do an episode on it, so let's do an episode on it." But man, not a whole lot came out. It was obviously very different. They didn't, mm-hmm. they, you know, they tried to put a bunch of things on YouTube and they had things that were live and they had different panels. They had actors, they had directors, they had comic book writers, they had all this different stuff. But you knew going in that there was no Marvel, there was no DC, no Star Wars announcements, or not really, or no, kind not of, really, really, not kind really, of there yeah. was. So, other than Ray your- Park, holy smokes. <laughs> so, yeah. Speaking of Ray Park, so <laughs> Ray Park, and I believe this was revenge porn. It was. It was revenge porn. It was. Ray Park, who, of course, plays Darth Maul. He also played Toad in the first X-Men. He sure did. And he's in something now, I think. He's in some TV show, I believe, now. Uh, he, on Instagram, posted a video of his, I guess, soon-to-be ex-wife? Yes. Um doing oral doing the oral and he yeah he posted and that posted it to instagram and his kids saw it 
so and bad. And his kids commented on it and said he's a deadbeat. And, you know, he's been physically and mentally abusive to the whole family. Like, so this, guy, this guy's a this guy's a piece of shit. Like, I, yeah. you know, um, no excuse. No, ex- inexcusable, man. Inexcusable. Terrible. Yeah. And it was up for, like, a little bit. It was up to the point where it was, like, trending on Twitter. And then... Mm-hmm. I don't know how it, but it ended up getting taken down. But anyway, what were your what were your expectations though for Comic Con this year, knowing that it wasn't going to be like this huge event and they were going to try to do it virtually for the first time? Um, I I gotta tell you, man, I am so sick of Zoom meetings. I am so sick of like one being a part of them and two watching them. Um, so it's not anything that's you know in terms of like panels and stuff. Like it's really hard to do. Um, and this was kind of like a bit of a letdown for me. I mean, the stuff that we're going to talk about know. was kind of the highlights of it, but none of it was like, none of it was great. You know, none of it yeah. was great, but. All right, let's start with some of the trailers. This is yeah. some of the stuff that came out. And one of the first ones earlier, uh, or late, I guess late in the week, but mm-hmm. early in the Comic-Con was Bill and Ted face the music. I'm not a huge Bill and Ted guy anyway. And this yeah. just looks like kind of, all right, it's a sequel that come, that's coming out like decades after the the first few and you're like yeah this is what it is this is just what it's gonna be yeah and i i appreciate the fact that it's a little bit self-aware that they're kind of making fun of themselves but like that's gonna be it looks like that's just gonna be the whole movie you know and like i said to you like you posted it and i was like i was excited for this and now i'm not like now i'm not at all you should have like it should have just been a teaser like don't show any of the movie yeah like People are going to see it just because they like the old one, but yeah. they're not like, you're not going to put anything out there now. It's like, oh, now I'm going. Like, and the thing I is, it's like, going, Ted. when a movie has that like cult status, like when you polish it and like give it a budget and like make it look good, like it, it loses something. Like it hmm. just, I don't know. Like I just, I don't know, man. Like it's just a little too clean for me. And I, I think Keanu was not doing his best work here. No, no, he's been a busy yeah. guy. Last year yeah. would have been the year of Keanu. This is like, nah, probably, probably for the best. Probably, probably save this one. Uh, we got a trailer for season two of His Dark Materials, mm-hmm. which I never watched season one. We actually got a couple of emails being like, "Are you guys going to do a review of season one?" I'm yeah, like, you can't watch everything. So I, I yeah, watch this. A. and uh, I read the book, the first book. So this is a series of like four or five books, and I read okay. the first one. I actually taught it to freshmen. Um, really, it's really good, and there's some really mature themes in it. It's it's kind of pitched as like this uh, young adult book. Like it was kind of got lumped in with like Harry Potter and um, like uh, the Rick o- uh, o- um, the Rick O'Riordan o- O'Riordan books, uh, Percy Jackson, like this stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But it's um it's a lot darker than people like think. Like it's it's kind of fucked up. And it's kind of the idea of like the church, the church versus the state, like church versus the intellectuals. And there's like multiple worlds. It's a lot of stuff there. Um, and it's pretty. And from what I've seen, we haven't watched. I haven't watched any of it. I don't know if you have. No, um, I haven't seen any of it. It looked kind of cool. And I'm, I'm sure it's fine, but I haven't seen any of it. Yeah. And so I'm I'll check it out. I mean, Daphne Keen, Daphne Keen's in it. Extra, extra uh, Laura X23. Right. Um, right. And she's getting a lot of a good pop for being in the show. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's in it uh what's his name why can't i think tonight god damn um, i don't love lin-manuel miranda by the way and did i tell you i actually watched hamilton you did tell me that yeah i actually watched it and because my mm-hmm. wife wanted to watch it so we're sitting there, i'm like james mcavoy way, james mcavoy sorry oh, mcavoy's in it yeah yeah so i'm like all right i'll watch this and so we're sitting there and because basically we're paying for disney plus and like i don't really i don't watch disney plus very much so i'm like all right let's do it so we sit down and watch hamilton mm-hmm. not for me not for me at all I like. I thought King George was good. The guy from Mindhunter was like a. He was a funny character. He was good. He was only in there for like a couple of like quick songs, and he was out. Mm -hmm. The thing was like two hours and forty five minutes long, which I guess a lot of yeah, a lot of Broadway plays are pushing three. Like it's it's. But I was like, man, this was like it. I thought Lin Manuel Miranda too, and I know he wrote it, so like you got to give him credit for writing it. But as far Mm -hmm. as like a performer was concerned, like the worst one by far. It's funny because I said this too. Like the guys, the guy's a genius. Like he wrote yeah. that whole thing, and you know that he direct. Uh, he's one. He didn't direct it, but whatever. We yeah. have a personal connection to it, but we won't get it. We got into that last time. Mm-hmm. But I said to my wife, I'm like, anytime he's on stage with somebody singing with somebody, like yes. you put him next yeah. to a real Broadway singer, and then yeah. you're like, oh, okay, you know, like right. Eh. But right. uh, um, pretty funny. 
But anyway, so I watched it. I not not my favorite. All right, here we go. Speaking of Disney Plus, we've been saying for a while that the New Mutants should just go on Disney Plus because absolutely they've delayed should. it like five times. It absolutely should. And so that was one of the panels. And you almost you almost feel bad for like the actors because they're like, hey, we're gonna trot these guys out. This movie mm-hmm. was come out like two or three years ago, and they're gonna trot them out. I thought that that was gonna be the reveal. I thought they were gonna say, hey, stay tuned. Like this weekend, like it's coming to Disney Plus. But apparently, and somebody forwarded us this article. Like they got it from Fox. Remember, like the whole Fox yep. merger, or whatever. So yep. they got the rights to this. Disney did, but I guess as part of the deal, it has to be in theaters. And so you're like, so now you're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And so they're saying August 28th, and that's that's what bugged me the most. Is like, why would you slap a date on it? Like, because it's not like happen. it's gonna. It's not gonna. It's not gonna happen. August Nothing's gonna not come happen. out. August. Absolutely not. Because like Tenant has not. been delayed. They they try. They kept pushing it back like a week. Oh, did you hear about Tenant? By the way, they're yeah, releasing def- it internationally. Just oh, they not are. in the United States. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> so that means that'll be released somehow here, though. Oh right. yeah, we'll get it. But yeah. I don't want to watch it on like a fucking. No, that's the one movie you want to watch you know? in the, in the yeah. big screen. No, that's yeah. true. But anyway, the New Mutants is just frustrating, and so like they're saying August twenty eighth now, and they're saying it's going to be theaters. Like, mm-hmm. just pathetic. Uh, maybe the best thing to come out of Comic Con was more stuff from the Boys season two, <laughs> and they released uh like a water scene, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, which was hysterical. Like it looks <laughs> like it's going to be as good as the first one. Um, I, ho- I hope it. I hope it's yeah. better. I hope they just turn it up. You know, yeah. and just like, oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited for this show. I can't wait. And they also already announced that there's going to be a season three. Awesome. So I was like, great. Okay. I mean, they um, have plenty of source material. To, oh, my to God. It's great. Of. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward very much to that. Now, here's the, another run that sort of, this might have been for most people, like the, the most attention grabbing of the entire weekend was all the Walking Dead stuff, <sighs> which you and I are already out on. Already out right? on that. Yeah. We're sort of, we've sort of bailed, unfortunately, on that. The, explain this to me. The mm-hmm. Walking Dead season 10. Mm-hmm. I guess they were in season 10 and then the uh, coronavirus happened and they didn't finish filming everything. Right. And so they're basically going to come back in October with just the finale. And then they're going to air like a bunch of bonus episodes that aren't season 11, but they're just like extra season 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what that means either. And isn't it like, are we getting to the final season? Are we done with this yet? <laughs> I thought so. I, thought I think so it's too. going forever. I and now there's a movie? It's forever. Now, it's on Netflix, and I'm tempted to go back. But is that a crazy idea? I think so. And I also think, um, did you see the thing? It was in the news that AMC won the lawsuit against Robert Kirkman and like all like the other people. Oh, interesting. No. So... Yeah, so like Robert Kirkman was suing AMC because they said they owed him and a bunch of other people like some back money, some like royalty money. Oh. And the judge found in every um, in every complaint, like they found in AMC's favor. So maybe AMC is just sticking it to Robert Kirkman and they're just going to beat this horse until it's dead. Maybe that's what it's going to be. You know what I mean? Because then what they're also doing is Fear the Walking Dead is having a season six. And then they're coming out with another show called the walking dead world beyond so is it like international must be so they're gonna do like i wasn't really sure it's two episodes or it's two seasons that's it it's like a two season like yeah it's like a standalone like self-contained like two season mini event right so i mean i guess fine at least they put like an end date on it so yeah i'll go with that all right man uh rick and morty they were there they did like (sighs) there's like a little adult swim thing yep and uh, first look at season five. So like the, the art and the animation isn't mm-hmm. completed yet, but the voiceovers are there and sort of like the rough sketch of it. Kind of funny. Mi- Mr. Nimbus is this new character. Yeah. Which He's like an Aquaman kind of thing. Yeah. Like, um, and then they did another one of their weird anime things. Yeah, that one was you like, think? there's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on. Yeah, and and it was like on. the Japanese was so fast. Like I'm usually spot on, like reading the subtitle. You know me. It was humming though. Oh yeah, Davey Eyeballs, and he can read. He's a quick reader. Yeah, I'm a quick read. I'm a quick yeah. reader. But uh, it was uh, way too fast. Like I had to watch it twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Mister Nimbus thing I actually liked a lot, and it was one of those ones where Rick is like dying, and then Morty s- saves him, gets him into their ship, and he's flying, and then he calls Jessica. Yeah, and Jessica, who he loves, and Jessica answers the phone, and he's just like, you know, like there's a lot going on here. I just wanted to say that you're great. 
you're Jessica, you're great. And then she's like, Oh, like Morty, thanks so much for like saying that. Like you just never said anything. And he's like, what? And then like, she basically like likes him, And he's yeah. like, so then she like sets up a date. So then he's like trying to survive. He's like, I got to live now. And then he crashes into the ocean and he wakes up Rick and he's like, you didn't touch the ocean. Did you? And then Mr. Nimbus pops up. He's like, I'm Mr. Nimbus. Like, great. It's going to be great. I mean, I, I like this show a lot. I mean, yeah. I know it doesn't, it's not a personality trait to quote you know, Rick and Morty as much as I do, but I, yeah. I do like it. Um, my wife hates it. So, you how know, it's, it's hate, what a, how does she hate Rick and Morty? I think, Nobody I think it's because it. I like, it. no, oh, she's maybe. one of those people too that like, like if you tell her to watch something like over and over again, she's going to be like, no, I'm not going to, now no, I'm no, just I not watching that. it. Because, I told yeah. her to watch the leftovers and then she tried and then she But then, I mean, you, you merely mentioned Riverdale and now that's all. But I she likes Riverdale. That's true. Riverdale. I didn't give it the Loves full, Riverdale. I didn't give it the full thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah true. Yep. Uh, this was big news too. So remember the G4 network? Yeah. The G4 network was pretty entertaining. They, they, I they, love G4. As you Attack know, I mean, of the like, show. Attack of the show. Attack of the show is great. They had other stuff too. They had a bunch of video. They had a ton of video game shows. So that was it. I mean, they had. Um, it was. It was a, akin to like Spike, but it was like just video games. Like yeah. Um, and again, we. This is the second time we're going to bring up Olivia on on Attack of the Show, and then it was like Sarah Underwood after her. So there was like a lot of like yeah, right. Um, a lot of interest there, as it were. Yeah. Um, um. So I wonder. But I'm excited. I don't know. Like it's going to come back in 2021, and I don't know if it's like going to be like. Is it like an online thing only? Are they actually going to get a channel again? Is it just going to be like YouTube videos? I'm thinking outside the box. What about like a streaming Twitch. service? Twitch. Something or like not that. even Twitch, but like just do like a G4. Like they just stream shows. Like it's not. Oh, it, yeah. It, it could be like a subscription base. It could be like, you know, a couple bucks, but like it's a streaming service and you can go in and comment. Mm-hmm. They do live shows and all that stuff. I mean, there's a there's a way to do this stuff that's kind of creative. And like I said, kind of outside the box, which... Um, yeah, they'd figure that out. And it's a perfect time because G4, like, as you know, that was in early, mid-2000s. So like mid, so like 2005 to like, I don't forget the dates, but it was like 2005 to 2012. Mm. And think of like how much has happened in, with like video games in the last eight years. And now they're more accessible. Now they're more, they're bigger than ever. Um, the stat I always throw at you is that uh, the video game industry is bigger than the music, television, and film industries combined. Like, this is that is the, true? It's absolutely true. All right. I'll give it generates up. more. So the video game industry. I'll look it up. Yeah. Look it up. It generates yeah. more sales worldwide than the music, television, and film industry combined. There you go. So, like, now's the time. And you have a dedicated network just for that. I mean, that's now's the time to do it. You it's know? funny because I haven't seen, like, besides Chris Hardwick, I haven't really, and Olivia Munn, mm-hmm. most of their other hosts haven't really, I haven't seen them anywhere. Like, no, and I think they're doing, I mean, they're doing, um, like, they might work for smaller companies now doing hosting okay. stuff. I, I, I've yeah. seen a couple people, like, do, like, say, like, EA does an event. Like, they might have someone, like, an old guy from, like, G4 come in and do like, uh, okay. hosting or something like that, you know? But, um uh conventions and all that stuff so all right pretty good also the eisner awards were announced and the only one that i was interested in was best new series because i'm always looking to see what to mm-hmm. pick up and invisible kingdom was like the sci-fi type of joint that one I'd, I'd never even heard of it never heard of it but i might check it out uh undiscovered country from scott snyder was one of the ones that was nominated a couple other ones that i heard were nominated but i haven't read any of them yet so but invisible kingdom maybe i'll give it a go because if you look back at the history of like the eisner awards and the winners pretty good pretty off the charts uh anything else from comic-con it was pretty like it was disappointing let's be honest and you know a lot of outlets are going to do their own thing and i think we knew that going into the summer that e3 was going to be a bit of a dud that comic-con was going to be a bit of a dud that sony xbox marvel dc they're all going to do their own thing um meaning they're all going to have their own event that they're going to put online um right and so this i don't know i I don't know what i expected from a five from five days and not a lot of content no and like just with all the movies there's just a backlog and it's all stuff that we've already seen trailers for and they're just Mm -hmm. waiting for release dates now and then there's going to be a dry spell of TV shows. I think The Ringer wrote about this, where they're like, all these yeah. TV shows were. It was like a, it was like the same schedule for a while, and then it was like, okay, now we're in trouble, and we're going to hit the fall probably, and not have as many shows as you want. Mm-hmm. So, all right, Ryan, let's get to the old uh, pick of the pod. Sure, pick of the pod, pick of the pod, pick of the pod. 
All right, would you like to kick, receive, defer, or defend a goal? I will receive this week. Okay, I will kick. I watched a ver- a show, a guy I follow, uh, Ed- Edwin McMillan, who made Super Meat Boy. He was on, he was in the indie game, the movie. He was the guy with all the tattoos who did all the art for Super Meat Boy. Mm. Said to check out the show on Netflix. Uh, the show is called Love on the Spectrum. It's a, now follow me here. It's a dating show about, people who are on the autism autism spectrum who are trying to find love. Now that hmm. it's not funny. Like it's, it's not intended okay. to be fun. There are funny moments, but not because of the disabilities or whatever. This is this a reality show? Yeah. Like where it's was from, it's for, they feel filmed in Australia. Okay. Um, and now it's on Netflix. It's fascinating to me how people's minds work. Like not just, you know what I mean? Like how the mind is just like this, like really weird thing and mm-hmm. how, there was all like they talk about Asperger's a lot and how like that term's not really used anymore. Um, but these people are just like, it's, uh, I, it's hard to explain, but like watching people interact in a world that like wasn't built for them kind of, and like trying mm-hmm. to make sense of it is fast. It's a fascinating watch. If you guys like dating shows and you like stuff with like a little bit of heart, check out love on the spectrum. It's a fascinating watch. It is funny at times. It's sad at times, but it's, it's great, great TV. So yeah. check that out. All right, I saw a uh, documentary on the Netflix called A Kid from Coney Island, all about Stefan Marbury. It was only like an hour and a half long. I guess it came out like last year. I, it popped up, though, this week for me. Yeah, I, I saw it. It was relatively new. Yeah. I saw, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Like, it's not groundbreaking. You're not going to – if you know a lot about Marbury or if you followed him at all, just like as a basketball fan, it's nothing groundbreaking, but it was still – pretty interesting even going back to like his days in minnesota and like kind of why it didn't work out with him and garnett who were like best friends and were like hanging out all the time even going mm-hmm. back to their high school days um i liked it like it's it's all like the 90s basketball stuff and then yeah. sort of what happened with his career at the end and how he went to china and became yeah, ex- way more famous there than he ever was here Aren't there like statues of him in china there's I, there's a statue and a museum a stefan marbury museum in china that's crazy and, here and what he like was a- like he was a confused like he was a weird kind of player because he was a two time all star. He was on the Olympic team that didn't win. Remember yes. in 04, yep. they, they won the bronze and it was like so embarrassing that like they fell apart and, and didn't win it. And he was one of the guys on that team and he butted heads with Larry Brown and then who was the coach. And then like another year. Marbury's on the Knicks, and then they hired Larry Brown, and like, no shit, it didn't work. And then he ended up going to the uh, Celtics at the very end of his career. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember rooting for him, being like, he, like, you knew that there was still talent in there, but it just never really worked out here. And then that was the last he played in the NBA. And then he went to China and was like, and played a for like 12 superstar. years or something, right? Yeah, he played like, a bunch crazy. of years, maybe eight. And I think he, he won a bunch of titles, and it was just, like a crazy run, but this is going to sound terrible. But mm-hmm. as a person who didn't grow up a, a basketball fan, Stefan Marbury, in my head, yeah, is just not Allen Iverson. Yeah, not same draft Allen class. Iverson, the other guy. Same draft class. Yeah, there was some discussion of Marbury going first, I guess, right. and then Marbury went first. That was the year that Marcus Camby went second. Right. Then Sharif Abdul Rahim then Marbury, then Ray Allen, and then those two got traded for each other on draft night. Yeah. So Marbury was technically drafted by the Bucks and uh, Ray Allen by the T-Wolves, and then that night they switched teams, and then Marbury went to go play with Garnett. And then the crazy thing happened was Garnett got this cra- the biggest contract in the history of professional sports. Mm-hmm. He signed for like $126 million. And then they made like a rule that that wasn't allowed anymore. Like you couldn't pay that much. Like they, they changed yeah. the contracts. Right. But then Marbury was so like butthurt by then then he wanted out. And then he ended up playing for like the Nets and the Suns mm-hmm. and then the Knicks. And it was like, like a, a whole good, thing. I remember he's like a good basketball player. Like he was really guy, good. Yeah. Point guard fast. Yep. Yep. But he was just, I just remember the best point guard in the game at that, at that, those years was Allen Iverson. Right. And he was not Allen Iverson. And Marbury's I mean? teams never won anything. No, and neither did Iverson's. But them. like Iverson, Iverson at least made Iverson made a finals. <clears throat> right, and he, he was, was the an best MVP player in the finals team, yeah. and he was an MVP. Marbury was never that. He was only a two-time All Star, which I was actually surprised about. I thought he'd be more than that. Yeah, but he was one of those one-and-done guys. Like he went to college for the year. You knew he was yep. only going to go for a year. Then boom, he went right to the pros. But 
cool, like fun player. And then he came out with it. Remember his like $15 sneaker? Yeah, Starberries. And I forgot about this. And this is another reason why I hate LeBron. I, I hate LeBron. I know that. I know you do. And I, I didn't even have this on my list. But what happened, what really buried Marbury and the company that backed him for the for the shoes um, was LeBron made a comment. And they were teammates on the Olympic team. And LeBron made a comment like, I would never wear shoes for under $20 or something like that. And it just fucked them. And like all the kids yeah. that were like looking up to him and like, I don't need to put aside a year's worth of allowance to get right. like the Jordans or the LeBrons or the Kobe's like you, I can afford a $15 Marbury and LeBron took a giant shit on it. Well, and it I, like ended to it to be, to be fair. I mean, I think yeah. LeBron being a kid at that time, he was young, but he was young. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to go down this road, but stuff I said when I was 18, 19, 20 years old, no, I, don't, I don't want that out there. I don't want that out in the, I don't want that in the open right now, but Fun. You just say yeah. you just say stupid. Shit. We talked about this whole podcast about people saying stupid shit. Yeah, you, you know. Yeah. So. yeah, that's true. That's yeah. basically what the whole what this what the whole episode is. Uh, next week, I think we have a bit of a free play. Yeah, we got nothing really yeah. on the. T- we're just flying by the seat of our pants this summer, just like everybody else. Oh, so this another thing, like a, a quick little mini rant that I have. Mm-hmm. So because I have uh, Xfinity Comcast, sure. and I have HBO. Apparently, with that, you automatically get uh, HBO Max. Awesome. Here's the thing. I can't see it anywhere. So the Xfinity box, like the X1 box, mm-hmm. doesn't have HBO Max yet. Like I can watch the HBO shows, but HBO Max is not on there. I also have a smart TV in a different room, but it's like a LG, I think. And you can't get HBO Max on that. You also can't get HBO Max on a Fire Stick. So, which right, I also uh, have. Right, which I also have too, yeah. So now I have... I uh I can only watch HBO Max on my phone, which I don't love to do, or like the computer, which is like fine, but my two big TVs can't watch HBO Max. What do I do with that? Uh you could airplay it from your computer onto your TV. <sighs> okay, I guess I'm gonna have to airplay it. There you go. See, that's why that's why you keep me around. That's why I have you. That's, that's why, why I keep I, me around. Why, yep. my, all right, fair enough. Absolutely. All right, Ryan. Um, anything else you got? No. No, let's get out of here. All right. You can rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on the iTunes or just about everywhere else you get your uh, your podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dork Podcast. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Dork Podcast. Davey is on Twitch. Gerard. Twitch.tv slash R Von D. Yep. And also check out the Facebook page, the hashtag Dork Shared Gooniverse. So, yes. So now. Okay. Again, so we figured it out so I can actually stream across platforms so I can be on Twitch and Facebook at the same time. So if you guys are fans of the shared Gooniverse, please go and check that out. So I stream Tuesday, Thursday, Sundays. Um, and any day of the week, you're going to get somebody in the Gooniverse. You're going to get Dr. Joe. You're going to get Shime Time. You're going to get Mac and Goo. You're going to get all these people on, uh, on the, all these platforms. So uh, please show them some love too. check them out. They've been a huge help to us. And um, so we're going to be a help to them as well. Oh, so my beef this week with uh, Rossi. So you know how Rossi had the doesn't know uh, how to draft. Yeah, doesn't does know how to understand the the purpose of a draft. So this week they had another good idea where they went to was it 1999 and they were gonna uh, yes. pick the best song of the year, which is very mm-hmm. daunting. There's obviously like a billion songs a that come out, but this I didn't like this already. They narrowed it down. They were like, we're only gonna choose songs that finish the year in the top 100 Billboard. And not only that, but like they came out swinging with a uh, a Tyrese song. Like, yeah, what? But I've already thrown my hat into the ring for 1994. Once they do 94, I'm in because that is the greatest year of hip hop, the most 94. meaningful year of hip hop ever. So 99 yes. ended up having like a lot of heaters, but then my my problem was I none of them were top 100 on the Billboard, and I feel like by doing that way, you're doing a disservice because that would be like saying, all right, take. Because obviously there's more songs that come out than movies, right? But mm-hmm. if you want to, if you want to line it up, sort of apples to apples, the best you could, you would take all the movies, and then you, then eh, I'm only going to use the top ten at the box office, and it has to be one of those. You can't do it that way. Can't do it that way. So if you look at all the, because sometimes, as you know, as a big music fan, Ryan, the song that is like the big single off of an album isn't right. necessarily even the best song on the album. Absolutely not, and I could I could provide you with yeah. myriad examples of that, which I won't bore you with right now. But okay. well, um, holy smokes, yeah, I, it came down to 
I don't know. I didn't care for it. I had a bunch of choices. I thought from 1999, the best song was Wait and Bleed by Slipknot. <laughs> that was my favorite song. They didn't um, it was not on their list. Pardon Me by Incubus would have been my thrown for 99. Was that 99? That was 99, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, it was so. a good year. I also noticed when I was going through it, I'm like, these are... The- I own more CDs that came out this year than maybe any other year combined. So what we was what that was, was a funny, prime CD year. My wife and I were driving to see my sister, and we listened to that podcast. And then we just like, all right, I'm gonna go. And I put on the Billboard Top 100 on Spotify and just hit shuffle. Oh, and we yeah. were just we were just in a goddamn time machine. Uh, all Star by Smash Mouth was 99. How about that? And that's maybe one of the greatest songs ever recorded, I've ever written, ever written. <laughs> All right, so tune in next week to find out what we'll be discussing. Well, we'll tweet it out, too. We'll, we'll tweet out mm-hmm. what we got. But uh, that'll do it for this week. Thanks for listening. Ryan, what do they say about wombats? I have two things that they say about wombats. One. Two facts about wombats. Well, two facts. One about okay. wombats is they have square buttholes. And every time you comment in the chat, we get paid. Hmm.